0: Alright, so today's daf is Daf Tzadi page 93 of Mesachas Yovames, and we pick up from Upliga, upliga de Reb bar Yitzchak which is, the word Upliga is on the fifth line from the top of the Yomar Alright, now we just said that according to Rabbi Akiva, if you have a da'var shalai balaylam, if you have something that does not yet exist in this world so nothing happens on it Okay, you can't acquire a da'var shalai balaylam Something that uh, something that does not yet exist. What we call in America futures. <laughs> <laughs> right? it, it's not here. It's Pasha's it's not here. All right, so that was Ravuna Ravishua says that according to Rabbi Akiva, if there if you're a of dove or Stabila Ilam, nothing happened. Now we're going to question whether that's true. And that the Amud Aleph is really going to be focused on this idea. Except Rabbi Akiva's opinion, whether it's true, that Rabbi Akiva holds the, that a person is uh, that a person is not makad Okay, here we go. Upliga der bar This that we said that Rabbi Akiva holds that you cannot be makad argues on Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak. Why? The Omar Nachmari says, Rav, Rav ready Ready? Ravuna holds like grab. Rav like Rav Yanai, Rav Rav Chiyah ke Rabbi, like Rabbi, Rav Meir, Rabbi Mayor like Rav Meir, No, so everybody's on the same page. That what? That what? You ready for this? The Omar Adam Makne. Ha, Dovor Shalom Obviously, <laughs> argues right again because Maki says uh, he holds like him, and 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 he holds like, he like, he like him. That that what <laughs> you could be <laughs> Maki right, but what did we say yesterday? There are Kiva is of the opinion that you cannot be Maki that must be. There's a Machlekes in Rebbe Kiva's opinion again. Whether you could be Maki that a Davar be Okay, now where do you know that from? He just made a statement again, right? That Ravuna holds a Rav and Reb and Reb Chia, Chia and can You can make a song out of this. Reb and Reb Meir, Chad Gadva, Yeah, the dof Fine, the seder says the Gemara. Ravuna, Mai. Now, where did this halacha start? Ravuna, Mai. what? Where's this halacha of Ravuna that we are starting with? Did we learn Dekel Ready for this? I say to you, I'm, I am selling fruits that will grow from my palm tree. Any fruits that will grow, futures, any fruits that will go from, grow from my palm tree in the next season, will all go to you if you give me your $5,000 now. Okay? Does that work? Because again, are the fruits here? Are the fruits here? Not here. So in the winter time, you're selling what's going to grow in the spring, Rashi says. So, so like oil, huh? like oil features, like yeah, oil yeah, it's, it's not yet here. It's not yet here. Right? That was over now. now, oil might be different because maybe you could say it is in the world, you just don't have access to it yet. Right? right? Over here, your mamas have the, the fruits that haven't yet grown. My mamas are just starting. My mamas are just on time. So, Amaravuna, Avuna, Ajalai Bala says Avuna, until the fruits grow from the tree, you're allowed to back out of the sale. But once they come into the world, once the fruits grow, you cannot back out. Rav Nachman says, even once it comes into the world, ready for this? Even once it grows, you can back out. Now let me ask you a question. Why? So let's think for a moment. Okay, What we're de- dealing with over here, can I sell something that does not yet exist? I sell in the winter my future fruits. Give me five grand now. Any fruits that grow to my date palm tree, will be yours in the future. Can you sell something that doesn't yet exist? Right? So, huh? That's right. Futures over here. So, so, um, Rav Nachman says, you can, uh, even once the fruit starts to grow, you come back out of the sale. Incredible. Amar um, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, you should know, my dina, that I agree, the di'i the ve'ochil that if the buyer would, were to have taken the fruit, then you cannot take it away from him. Interestingly, what Rav Nachman, is uh, giving us a very interesting dynamic over here. And he says that even if it's not a valid sale, if lemaisa, if practically speaking the guy does take it, you don't need to take it away because it's, as Rashi explained, it's going to be considered... A, um, it's going to be considered like a Michael the ability to, to, to back out. Okay, now notice these words. Notice no, notice what we, how Rashi just explained it. The reason why it's going to be valid, says of Nachman, is because the Meisa a it. Does that mean that it was a valid sale, though? No. I'm still sticking to my guns that it's not a valid sale. Of the the only way to... Don't tell me the only way for something to be able to acquire it is through a sale. There's other ways, too. If I let you have it, I let you have it. So that's how it's going to happen over here. Okay. Now, that's the opinion of Rav. That, that, I'm sorry. That was the opinion of, of um, Rabbi Chia. Yeah. And, yeah. So, now, what about Rav? How do you know Rav's Allah? Rav said in... I'm sorry, that was the opinion of Ravuna, not not Rav. Not Rav. So how do you know that Rav, of Rav's opinion? The Because Ravuna says the name of Rav. A person who says to his friends, This field that I will buy. This field that I will buy. Did it happen yet? No, it didn't happen yet. There will buy. As soon as I acquire it, it is yours retroactively. It works. Listen to this case. It's very interesting. Michael's got a field he wants to sell. All right? I want to buy it. And I want to be a nice guy and give it to Rabar. Okay? Or Rabar. Either way, I don't know how I want to give it. i both of you. So I say, listen, as soon as I buy it, it's going to be yours. Is that a valid statement? Because it's not mine yet. Is, is that an obligation on me? If Lemaisa, it's not mine to give to you until it's actually mine. The, my rights to give it over is is a davar shalalaylam. It's something that doesn't yet doesn't yet exist in the world. But still, says Rav the alocha is he is kainet. You're not allowed to back out. So you see that he agrees. That in adam makne davar shalalaylam, you could actually have an impact on something that doesn't yet exist. And then we said, Revyanai holds like Revyanai. Where do you see that? That also, that we hold that you could be Machradavar Shalai had a sharecropper. Okay? Now, there's, there's different ways that sharecroppers would get paid, different ways they would get paid. One way they would get paid is through taking a percentage of whatever grows. See, he had an aris, he had a sharecropper. Now, what was unique about the sharecropper? To have a maisi lay canta de peri, that the sharecropper would bring him a basket of fruit called male shabbata every Erev Shabbos. Every Erev Shabbos, he would bring him some fruit. Ahuyuma, one day Nogale the sharecropper didn't show up with the fruit, Vlayosa he didn't come. Shokal aser Peri the So Rabbiani, listen to this incredible. Rabyanai took food from his house. Rabbiani took fruit from his own house as miser on the fruit that will show up on Friday night. Okay, Now, this is, a, this is a fascinating case Listen closely, this is amazing This is amazing stuff Listen to what happened huh? Yeah, but this guy He's going to show up on Friday Here, Here's what happened Every time his sharecropper showed up with fruit He had to meiser it He would take meiser, otherwise it's tevel You're not allowed to meet the Rabbonon You're not allowed to separate your meiser on Shabbos Because it's tikun mane. It looks like you're preparing something by separating Miser. So what Raviyanai did, he knew the fruits are going to show up after Skia. So he takes fruits from his house that he already has in his refrigerator. And he sets it aside as Miser for the future fruits that are going to show up in two hours. He didn't yet have it. Okay? He didn't yet have it. But he took mycer for the future fruit. Incredible. So they want so And now he came in front of Rabkhiya, he, he wants to know if it worked. Because can you take sir off of fruit that's not yet here? It's not yet in my possession. Omar Lay says to him, Shapir What you did is a good It was a good idea. Brilliant idea. Tanya? because going to the braisam. You will learn to fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all your days. What does that mean? When do you fear Hashem? This is referring to Shabbos and Yom Tif. Okay, now, what does that mean? What does it mean that for Shabbos and Yom Tif, to fear Hashem all your days? Yeshikoyah, Full service. Says the Gemara The HaChasa. Now, as far as which halacha did, did we say... If you're going to say that it's referring to the ability to take miser on Shabbos and eat on Shabbos, do I need a puzzle To argue on something that, that uh, the Rabbonians say is a problem, meaning like this, Midai Raisa, biblically, you're allowed to separate your miser on Shabbos. It's not a biblical transgression. The rabbis say, it looks like tikkun moneh, it looks like you're fixing it up. They say, you can't. You don't need a pasuk telling me not like the Drabunan. In other words, the Drabunan are making up a new gather, a new boundary. But Midai Raisa, biblically speaking, do you have to tell me you're allowed to tithe on Shabbos? No, of course you're allowed to do that. I don't need a verse telling me you're allowed to tithe on Shabbos. Until the rabbis came along in later generations, it wasn't even an issue. Ella, rather, Lavki, High rather the case is the, our case, the case of Rabbiani, where what happened? Not that I'm taking my miser on Shabbos, but you know what happened? I'm taking my Meisr before Shabbos for fruits that are going to show up on Shabbos. And the Pasuk's letting me know that's the chiddush, the Pasuk's the pasuk letting me know that that's okay. From the fact that we make this drusha, we see everybody holds that even though you have a halacha with a situation of a davar shaloi bala'ilam, this thing does not yet exist. The reality of taking miser does not yet exist. Still, it works. Hence, you see clearly, what's our bottom line? What were we just trying to prove with this? We see that Rabiana is of the opinion and and, uh, Rabchia as well is of the opinion you could be makne, a davar shalai b'lai. It would work. Okay, beautiful. Omar Lehi. Omar lei. So Rabbi Yana, he says back to Rabbi Hiya, who told him that he's able to tithe. But I saw, I read in a dream, I read in a halayim, kone rotsots. Kone rotzotz means a broken... Read. Now. Okay. So he saw the words in a dream. Fine. My love hochikarmidhi. You know, his dreams making him nervous. So he says, isn't this the message of the dream? that Which is, He Behold, you had bitachon lecha on you. al enes. This that you leaned. You were sho'in. This that you leaned. hakana A reed. Haratzotz This broken reed. Meaning nobody's going to lean on a broken cane, right? In other words, Rabbi Yane says to Rebbe, you know, I'm nervous because I understand you're Joshua, but I saw a dream which seemed to imply that for, by what I did, by tithing before I got the fruit, it's as if I was leaning on a broken piece of wood, which tells me a, a message of you shouldn't have done that. So Rebchia says back to him, no, you're not interpreting your dream properly. This is what the dream meant for you. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to break a reed or put out a fire. Meaning that it won't be put out. That's where apparently there's a Pusuk that uses that expression in, in, you know, uh, in that way. And Memela says, says Revchia, back to Rav Yana, your dream actually should have told you and you should understand your dream to mean what you did was okay. What you did was taka okay. HaKadosh Baruch will not break your cane. He will not, you know, um, ruin your flax. It, it, don't worry about, your, about uh, your leniency. It actually was Pesach HaLach. Okay, fine. So you see from here again, what, what, why do we say all this well, again? Because we see that Revchia and Rav Yana, here holds that you could be Makneh a Dabashlabil. Now we said that they hold like Rebbe. Rebbi is the Rebbi's of the opinion that you can acquire a Dabashlabilam. Where how do you know Rebbe also holds you can acquire a Dabashlaam? See so here we go. Rebbe. What about Rebbi? The title of the Enterprise Aladinov. You should not close off a servant from his master. What does that mean? Rebbi oymer Rebbe explains? The Torah is talking about a person who buys in evan on condition that he free him. Okay? Fine. Meaning, the Torah is letting us know there are some avodim. When you buy them, you got to let them go. Says What does that mean? What's the case? I'll tell you the case. I'll tell you the case. Ready? You know when you buy a servant, you got to let him go? The lay where you wrote an agreement with the servant, Hold on, one when I buy you, you are behold free retroactively from now, so you see, how can the guy who's in the future going to buy the evid? how can we force him to rely on his original agreement, if at the time that he made the agreement with the servant, he didn't even own the servant yet from the fact that the passage is letting me know that we're going to hold you accountable for your agreement that you had with the servant when he wasn't even yours. You see that agreements that make that are made before it's even in reality are, are binding. So you see Rebbe agrees with the, with the concept of Adam Makne, Dabr Shalbam, so you can't acquire something that is not yet in the world. Now we move on to the next opinion. And we said Rebbe Kurebeyer, Rebbe is of the opinion of Rebbe Meir. How do you know he also did tiny, we learned in li'sha so... <speaking> in <Hebrew> incredible. A guy walks over to a woman, he puts a ring on her finger, and he says, you okay? Yeah? He, yeah? He puts a ring on her finger, and he says, I'm married to you, she's not Jewish. I'm gonna marry you na- um, after you convert, behold, you're married to me. See, he's making the mice now, he's doing acquisition now, before they're even married. Or he says the achar she tiz gairi, or or after you convert or I'm sorry, either says after I become a ger or either after you become a ger laachar she esdachri or after I'm freed or you're freed laachar she almost bilech after your husband dies laachar she esdachizech after your sister dies you can't be married two sisters at one time with learned this yesterday laachar she achazoch yivlech after your yavam does chalitza and she's not yet able to the lach is inim mikudeshes it does not work but Rav Meir says mikudeshes it does work incredible. A guy's not Jewish. He walks over to a woman, puts a ring on her finger. He says, I'm giving you the ring now, but I'm married to you in the future. It works. So Reb Meir says, you see from here, you could be mocking the Dover Shabla. It doesn't yet exist. But you see, the acquisition does work. Gavaldik. So now we know why Reb, that Reb Meir holds. You could be mocking Dover Shabla. What about Reb Lozab and Yaakov? See, here we go. D'etanya, we learned in our Yasser al even more than this, ben says, Afilu Peres Aruga, the fruits of the row, Peres Arugazu, uh, the fruits of this row, Tolution, that are that are uh, separated, you Truma, al Peres Arugazu, Mechubar. The fruits in this row that are already cut should be Truma for the fruits in this row that are still attached. Now, there's no Chiyov, there's no obligation to separate Truma until it's cut. While it's in the ground, there's no obligation to <laughs> Tshumah. Or, I'm going to take fruits of the, of, that are still attached uh, on the um, And he said, the, and in, in either case, the guy is saying, when whatever's here grows to a third, and then they're cut, that's when it happens. And then the fruits grow a third. That's when it's called able to eat. And now they're cut off. His words have validity. His words, stans, his words stance. You see from over here, in, interestingly, holds, you can set aside truma even when the truma obligation doesn't yet exist. So you see, you can be makna, you can give over something, you can impact and affect something that is lai ba ilam. Okay? Rabbi Lozban Yaakov also holds, you could, you could have something daversh lai Now, where did he get that from? That's like Rabbi Akiva. Remember, they're all on the same team. They're all, they're all sitting on the same team over there. So they're holding like Rabbi Akiva. How do we know that Rabbi Akiva also was of the opinion that a person can acquire a daversh lai ba lai because we learned in a Mishnah. A woman says, My work, my work is Kainam to you. Meaning, you don't get nothing. You don't get nothing. It's not valid. And therefore the husband doesn't need to nullify her vow. Rabbi Kiva says, oh, you sure do. you fair. He sure needs to by the vow. You know why? Because she might earn a lot more than he's obligated to give her. And the halacha is that if a woman earns a ton of money, she has the rights then to say, I'll hold on to my money, and you don't fulfill your, uh, your obligation of, of uh, giving me mizaynas, of giving me food. So, it, did she even start working yet? You know, people have big plans. People who buy a lottery ticket. Right? People, as soon as you buy a lottery ticket... You're going to be a millionaire. Oh, for sure. For sure. You already need to get new friends. As soon as you buy the ticket, you're already getting new friends. Because you, you you know it's already, uh, you know, it's already happening. You know which house you're going to have, the car, the this. You know what wife you're going to have. You know what friends you're going to have. Yeah, have it all planned out. Until you lose. All right, everybody says, get back to your spot, you know. Back, back into your lane, buddy, right? But says Rebekiva. Interestingly, she, she did she earn yet that extra money that maybe you know she she can now tie to the husband? Um, no, it's, you know I'm going to hold on to it. It's going to be mine, like I win the lottery. No, she doesn't yet have it. Rebekiva still says if she makes a vow about this, it's going to be a valid vow, even though it doesn't yet exist. See, see, holds, you could be Adabar Shaloi Ba Incredible. Fine. That wraps up that idea. So you see from over here, all these opinions are uh, state and hold that a person could be Adabar Okay. Here we go. Now we're gonna get back into Yavamas. Let's take a pause. We're up to Boy of Sheshes. Okay, we're about halfway down on the Amud, and let's let's talk outside for a moment. It's actually a case we can easily understand such a thing happening. But the next thing is going to combine discussions that we've had. Here we go. A man dies childless. His wife is a Yavama. Do we know that? That's clear. Okay. In the last few blot, we learned... That if a single witness, if an Eid Echad comes and tells us her husband dies, she's allowed to remarry. She's permitted to be married, to, to marry somebody else. She's permitted to remarry somebody else, right. Here's an interesting shaila. What happens if you have a couple, childless, and a single witness in Eid comes and says, the husband died overseas. So, remember, a single witness is not really two him. What happens as far as yibum here? It's an interesting case. You know why? Because, like, if you have two witnesses that he's dead, so she's certainly a yavama. But we don't know for sure that he's dead. And you know what's going to end up happening? She... We're going to rely on a eid echad to allow her to marry a brother-in-law, who otherwise would be a biblical transgression. You understand the you understand the issue here? Until now, we're like, okay, let her marry somebody else. She's taking risks. Here it's like, what would we do if there's like a yibum scenario, a yibum situation? Interesting, Shaila. So let's get into this. Boy, my name of they asked the question searching for information from Ravshesh, Eid echad bi Yavama Mahu, what is the Allaha when an Aid Echad, one witness, comes and says that she's a yavama? Do we allow them to do yibum of certain biblical transgression is being pushed aside because of a single witness? See so here we go. What's the shaila? the reason why in general we rely on one witness is because, you know something? If this guy's a liar, the information might come back at a later date. And therefore, that's a, that's a bad lie. What if the husband shows up? Yeah, I'm telling you, I saw him dead. I saw him dead. He showed up a week later. That's a risky lie. You must, you have to really know what you're talking about to show up as a single witness. So too over here, maybe we should say, she could do yibum because lay shaker. A person is not going to lie about something that he could easily be busted for. That's why we should listen. Possibly. Aydoma, or maybe no. Time the rechad. You know, we said that the reason why we rely on an Eid Echad by, by Naguna, right? Mishum di'ihi daika umanaswa is because we want her to go do her own research. In addition to the Eid Echad, but here by the Yibum, Kivan di'zimnin di'rachma since there are times, incredible, where she might already like him. She might already have mercy with him, mercy for him. They're mishpacha, maybe she likes her brother-in-law, her husband's brother. So like daika maybe she's not going to check it out fully. You know what this Shaila is telling us? This is such an important message in life. Right? Sometimes we say we did our research and you know what the answer is? No, you didn't. You think you did your research. You convinced yourself you did your research because you already decided you want to do it. Right? In other words, if you have if you have an Eid Echad coming and saying her husband's dead and she remarries, she didn't already have her eyes on anybody in particular. It's not like she had a relationship going or there's, there, there's any bond that's happening. She's starting now from scratch as a widow. And therefore she'll go do her due diligence, do her research. We could rely on her to do research and say that she'll do it properly. But... When it comes to Yibum, her husband dies childless. She might say, hey, you know, yeah, I'm doing my research. But maybe we should say, you're not really doing your research properly because you know your brother-in-law, you know he's a nice guy. And once you know that's happening, you're never going to fully do research in the, to the extent that the Chammim expect you to. Those are the two sides of the Shiloh. Very interesting. I'm related why is it her responsibility to do the research? I oh, mean, it, it always is. Based, that. Based in, in the are doing their research. Nope. Once they do their research, that should, be, that should be sufficient. They're not doing research, though. Remember, we learned in the Mishnah, but that's I how we that. put all the knas on her. Yeah, I, I know. That's why I'm asking the question. Besdin will do research. They will. They're not, you know, they're going to look into it. But the onus... The responsibility of the research really falls on her because there's a lack of two witnesses. All is responsible to do is to make sure that that one witness can hold up to cross-examination. That's Besdin's responsibility. To, to, to hear the word on the street and to get into the kishkas of really what happened to her husband, that's her achrayas. Unless there's two witnesses. But if there's one witness... We're putting the achraiyas on her. And over here, we're saying she's not going to do, maybe we'll say in our case, she's not going to do it properly. Maybe she's not going to shoulder that achraiyas. So, amar lu rev So, rev Sheshes answered. Remember, this was a shiloh. We're not challenging anything, it's a shiloh searching for information. Says, so, rev shashas, we learned in our Mishnah, uh If they tell her that first her child died, via ach meis and then her husband, so there's jibum. Because right? well, at the time that her husband died, they were childless. Well, you have a child, the child dies, and then the husband dies, they're still Yibam. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, It's khidish right? It's kiddish. Yeah. Veniciavma, so she goes and does Yibam with the brother-in-law. That's right, that's right. That's right. Ven. But listen to what happens. After the witnesses come and say, first your son died, then your husband died, they were both overseas. Then afterwards, they say to her, oh, we made a mistake. Actually, it happened the opposite way. Really, your husband died first, so you he had a son at the time of death. So there's no yibum, And then your son died. say she has to leave her brother-in-law. She can't stay with him because he was only permitted to her because we thought there was yibum." and rishon va'acharen mamzer and the kid earlier and after is a mamzer dumi what did what did that mean again yes going back to yesterday's stuff ilim Utre, if the case was first two witnesses say that there is yibum and then two witnesses say there's no yibum mychos lamzechani wow it's treyutre two against two. Yeah, why would you rely on the on the, on the second witnesses, some Rely on the first set of witnesses, and let her stay with the oven. Furthermore, Mamzer, you're gonna say to the kids are Mamzer, Sufi Mamzer. Tell them maybe Sufaik Mamzer. The like dog, if you're gonna say maybe it really means Sufaik Mamzer, and we're just not being so specific. But at the end of the Mishnah, we said, Harishain Mamzer, Enay Mamzer, Shmamino You see, we're being specific with what we mean. El Alav, rather, shmami nochat. It must be that what happened was one witness showed up. One witness showed up. The first one witness shows up and say, your kid died, and then your husband died. And then, two witnesses show up and say, actually, it was the opposite. So two witnesses override one witness. Right? Because two witnesses are saying there shouldn't have been even and that's why we're saying she certainly has to leave. Now, the time of the Beit the reason why the first testimonies knocked off of the Eid Achad is because two people are coming and knocking off his words. Um, acheshua, Ach, Ach acheshua means they were macheshed. They argued on it. They knocked it out. They knocked it out of the park. They got rid of it. Ha, Lavahi. But if it wasn't two against one, we would have relied on the aid echad. So you see from here, let's go back to our shayla. If let's say one witness would have said, first your kid died, then your husband died, she could do yippum. So you see, we allow yibum al pi'ed echad. That was the shayla. Again, you allow yima al You see from this whole conversation, we're not. We proved we're not dealing with two aid them. It's one aid, and this. And we're telling this woman to remarry. So we have a good answer. There is yibum Alpi pi aid echad That's that's a good answer. Vikadamri, and Ali Gavar is going to go through the same thing, but a little bit different. Try to just, you know say that the conversation happened a little, a little differently. Vikadamri, There are those who explain haloicy bayilach. Um we don't need a shila about um about whether she could have Yibum al We don't that's not a Shila. You know why? Because we even believe a woman herself to say that her husband died. Listen to this. A couple goes off on a cruise. A couple goes off on a cruise. Only the wife comes back to town. We say, lady, where's your husband? She says he died. He died. There's no witnesses. Do we trust her? Yeah. Look at this Mishnah. Ready? The It says in the Mishnah, A woman comes, shows up back to the says, My husband died. She could marry another guy. Again, this is not even one witness. This is her herself. We allow her to remarry. What if, um, also if she says, my husband dies, not only can she marry somebody else, if they were childless, we're going to allow her to marry her brother-in-law. So there's no shila about that. It's, it's an explicit mission. We allow a woman without two witnesses to do Yibam. So where does a shila start? The Shaila actually starts to allow a Yavama to marry out to somebody else. To marry the Yavams, okay. What about to marry somebody else? Here we go. My time of the Eid What is the reason why in general we rely on an Eid Because if he could end up being busted, people don't lie so easily in that way. Yeah, it's easy to be busted. Somebody else says, no, the husband didn't die. You can knock off an Eid Echad easily, the husband himself could show up. So since it's a it's a weak lie, it actually takes more, uh, it actually has more truth to it. Because a lie that can easily be disproven is a dumb lie to make. So we assume it to be the truth. Hachanami, so too over here, by an Eid Echad, Meshaker, will say... The guy is not going to lie, and she, she she should be permitted to marry anybody. Idoma, or maybe we'll say, de The reason why, in general, we rely on an Eidachad, Misham because she does her research properly, but again, with her brother in law, Lai Daika she's not going to do it properly. You know why? Oh, I'm sorry, just the opposite. Yeah? There's times where she doesn't like her brother in law. She hates the them. Mm-hmm. Right? This is, this is so gishmak with family. You either love him or you hate him. Right? You love him or you hate him. It's like the, uh, like the Sheva Bracha speech. Right? You tell the Chassan and Kala, I'm sure you research the family, but you should just know every family is exactly the same. It's like an ice cream Sunday. Ice cream sundae. Mostly sweet with a few nuts. Every family is the same. Mostly sweet with a few nuts. That's, that, that's ugly. Uh, yeah. So she either loves her brother-in-law. Yeah, mostly sweet. Or there's a few, you no know, the, the guy's a Meshuggah, yeah. Or or she hates him and therefore she'll, she'll do uh, much better research. So so on that we say, oh, that's the Shiloh. The Shiloh, so that, here's the Shiloh. So... To answer the Shaila, we'll we're going to get into the sugyal, but we'll, we'll restart again for the Ikadarmi tomorrow, but let's just read one more step over here. Rav Shesha said to Nisua, we learned in our Mishnah, if they tell her that your husband died, and your son afterwards. So there's no Yibum, right? Because at the time that the husband died, there was a son. So she marries another guy, she marries out and afterwards they say to her oh actually it was a mistake the opposite happened first your son died and then your husband so you should have done Yibam halacha is Tetzai she has to leave her second husband and go do yibum or Chalitza and the kid before and afterwards is a Mamzer to which the Gemara is going to ask what happened how many witnesses were there we'll go back and forth Bez Hashem we'll hold it here for this evening we'll pick up tomorrow by going back again to the bottom of Tzadi Gimel Amadez and we will uh, restart the sugya with the Ika the Amrei four lines uh, yeah yeah, four or five lines from the bottom okay have a wonderful evening yeah go ahead but you know in, in this case in this case it's the same you're marrying the same guy what do you mean you're marrying the same guy what does that mean well if if and and you're marrying the brother so that's fine right that's fine right on the other hand if if the